Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, as always, joined here by DJ Uncle Matt here in the studio. We've got a few things we want to talk about today before we launch into a nice episode with two very special guests. Um, Matt, how have you been? How's your August treating you? I've been doing pretty good, Pat. It, it's, uh, it feels like it's been a while since we've been in the studio, but, we're, you know, alas, here we are. And we got another good episode in the works. I've been doing pretty good. My um, my beer league hockey season has ended. We fought hard. Uh, we had a tough season. Uh, we exited the playoffs in the first round. But, uh, you know, I felt personally good at the end of the season. So shout out to all my guys on the Brew Jackets uh, playing out of Brooklyn. And... Um, you know I've been uh, you know I've been pretty busy uh still working on my book uh, about Danbury hockey and uh hopefully there'll be more about that by the end of the summer or the early fall and uh you know it, it it's been nice to kind of take a break from the constant schedule for me I think uh you know you and I especially we were on the road with the team uh, pretty much right down to the end uh, of the season. Um, and, you know, we were at every game, and, and sometimes I was running by practice just to talk to some guys and catch up. So, like I said, we, um, we've we been able to kind of just slow down the last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. How have you been doing, Pat? I've been doing good. Um, been busy with Westerner baseball. Um, we just ended our season, unfortunately, last week. Uh, got swept in the semifinal round against the top-seeded Newport Goals. Um, both in pretty big blowout fashion. I mean, our last game was a 16-6 to game. We allowed 10 runs in the top of the fourth, but that that's behind us now. I mean, always fun working with those guys and great group of interns too this year so you know i wish the best of luck to them in their college season this year um but yeah i'm i've been looking forward to the return of hockey in general i mean i just had my audition with bridgeport islanders to be their pa announcer awesome um i think it went well i'll find out by the time this comes out um whether i'll be moving on to the next round of auditioning so we'll see how that goes i think it did pretty well for myself but Either way, if I don't get that spot, I'll still be with Bridgeport, and I'll still be in Danbury as always. And speaking of Danbury, um, the second new team has unveiled their identity, that being within the Blue Ridge Bobcats out of Withville County, Virginia. Uh, I think you mean speaking of the FPHL. Well, yeah. Either way, though. Um, yeah. I don't know what to think about this logo. I mean... The, the moment I saw it, really wasn't too thrilled about it. Kind of looks a little... I don't, I don't want to go too hard. I, w- I want to let you go first, see if you got anything um, that might <laughs> go with my 
my beliefs. It looks like a version of uh, Quinnipiac's logo that was left on the cutting room floor um, many years ago. I don't personally like it. Uh, some people in hockey, I think that we, um, you know, I wasn't crazy about either of these names. Again, I I don't know if the Zydeco um, is something that'll catch on more locally. I did see the jersey; it did look just ludicrous. Uh, that was the best way to put it. It just, it just didn't seem like it was a well thought out jersey. I mean, they're you know, and now to kind of see this, I like the idea that they went with Blue Ridge because now it makes a little more sense to me where it is. It's the Blue Ridge Mountains area, yeah. uh, so I guess that makes sense. I I again don't know what type of a geographic destination this is for people. I I can't quite imagine. Um, where you know it is in relation to a sports bar that may I I just don't know anything about it. The, the, the reports that we keep getting is that the the, the rink is going to be a little isolated. I just don't think this is a great logo that captures the attention. It just kind of feels like a filler uh, type of a situation. Um, there are so many talented people. Aside from our good friend Dom Alessandro, who's done all the. Danbury hockey logos and stuff like that, but there, I you know I'm not you know not taking anything away from Dom. There's tons of people who do this work, and I'm sure there's somebody locally that could do a you know half a good a job as as Dom could. This is clip art trash. This will not sell any jerseys or anything outside of that rink. Um, maybe there's people who live in that area that would be interested in buying. That logo, if you know, if they live now someplace else online, I I just don't see that as being uh, something that I could get excited about. And I want to tell you know I got to be honest, I just call it like it is with this. You know, I was I got introduced to the Federal League in Brooklyn. It was the worst logo. It was the worst team name with all you could do with Brooklyn. So to me, with all you could do with the Blue Ridge Mountains, this is what you came up with, clip art of, of a bobcat. That's, you know, again, if the, if, you know, if the purpose of the whole league is just to put on these little games uh, and make money at the hot dog stand and at the, you know, maybe maybe the T-shirt rack, I don't know if I'd, if I'd be, like, that excited about a, a T-shirt with that logo on it. Um, you know, maybe you get away with it, but man, this is 2023. You you can sell hats to somebody in China if they like your logo. You could sell a hat in the middle of the night if you're if you're a hockey team in Danbury, Connecticut. You could sell a hat in the middle of the night to somebody in Australia that just got credit card happy, and and it's that should be your aim. Have something neat enough. I'm sure there are people from the Hartford area who saw the logo of the Hartford Yard Goats, which is the cap that Pat's wearing right now, and said, hey, I'm a, I'm a Hartford person. I was a, I was a Whalers fan. Hartford never really had baseball. I'm, I'm with Hartford. I, I love that hat. I bought the cap. I like it. I, I think it's cool enough. Um, I think we're a really big state to only have a double-A team, but that's just because there's, there's no foot traffic in Hartford to su- support anything else. So I think we're lucky to have that. But the point is, the Danbury Hattricks 
uh, I got to tell you, I think they're selling hats and jerseys when they're available and mm-hmm. T-shirts and stuff like that. The people like the original. It's an original design. It's a, an image that the Danbury Hattricks are presenting to the world, and it now represents Danbury hockey, and it represents this city and Connecticut. It's, it's a great logo. I think it's a great name. When you see this in the FPHL, the I mean, listen, the Zydeco, at least they tried to come up with something locally that um, might be recognized. I think they could have come up with a cleaner jersey. Um, that said, well, you know, let's take a look at this too, right, Pat? Mm. One is a type of music. A local music, and that this would not be the first time that a team was named after hyper local music, not just like the Utah Jazz, which they originally played in New Orleans, and uh, you know the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, uh, represents that type of music, but the, the Zydeco is just some music. I'm not intimidated by music, and that would be the second team in the league currently named after kind of music, right? Because of the Rockers. Yeah. I mean, thing is with the Rockers, though, that's... It makes it... There's Detroit it, Rock yeah. City and... It, and it, it makes sense to the area. Like, not not that the Zydeco doesn't, but at the same time... A little they, more national appeal. Yeah. And, you know, that that you can do a little more with that Rockers logo and, you know, just the the whole, you know, thing of the name for lack of a better term. And but I I, I I just think that there could have been something here. There you know, I um I wanna give a shout out to a column that I read every week. I'm probably the only person. If I'm not, please send us a DM, a text, a message, but I think I it's Don Krieger's uh minor league uh franchise report. And it's, if you want to bring it up, it's on OurSportsCentral.com. It's a long time, long time website that uh, does some original content, but it basically shares every minor league press release out there. What's the name of it again? Our Sports Central. This site has been going around for years. The column is great. It's a little hidden. They don't really put images with um, these stories too much. But if you go to the top, browser and you go to services which is a funny place for it to be and then you scroll down to osc originals it'll bring you to a landing page now you're going to want to scroll down just a little more a little further pat and don krieger's uh weekly sports leagues and franchise report it's a great thing if you like minor league sports and you like logos and you like uh, to hear about where teams are forming up, this guy basically puts it into one comment. His name is Don Krieger, right? Dan Krieger. Dan Krieger, and he's been around many years. He writes the weekly sports leagues and franchise report for uh, OurSportsCentral.com. I've known about this website for over 20 years. Um, it, it gives you a weekly breakdown of franchises popping up in every minor league sport, even down to... Indoor football, some 
It gives you insight, a little bit of insight into leagues that are reportedly forming and about to establish themselves and start playing. And, you know, it covers just about every league, even, even, um, got rugby in here. Yeah, down to rugby and volleyball, all the professional outfits that are out there. This guy stays on top of, and I want to thank Dan Krieger for doing that column for many years. It's a, it's not easy to do that column, but I, I, I think that if you're reading that column every week and you're on top, you couldn't possibly choose the Bobcats. You couldn't possibly choose the River Sharks. I mean, you, you, I think if you read that column every week, you see the creative things. They're, with the minor league baseball, they've decided that there are so many games that they, they might as well come up with new and creative team names to sell jerseys. Yeah. And, I mean, well, Pat, why don't you go into the report right now, and if you go up to baseball, he, he, he lists every game that every team plays um, as a different name. Oh, yeah, the so, alternate. Yeah, so re- read one of them, just for an example. Just try to give you an idea. Well, of, I mean, the, you know, this past week up in Hartford, uh, the Reading Fight and Phils, which is the Phillies double-A affiliate, they played as the Reading Hot Dogs against the Hartford Steam Cheeseburgers, which has some local history to that name, which is pretty neat. So that's the thing. Minor League Baseball, it's it's a lot more fun. It's a fun thing. And I I think that if you're looking at how creative let's talk about good names in my Chicago Dogs. Yeah. You know why it's a great name? Because hmm. it's about a hot dog. And it's baseball and it works. It's just like the hat tricks. It's the same thing. It's cle- stupid clever. You know, it's yeah. simple, clever. It, it, it's to me that Chicago Dogs is great, and I'll be honest with you, that's one of the I I don't really have that type of a list anymore of minor league places that I want to like go see, just for the name alone, and probably the dogs they serve are great. Oh, I bet. Um, so you know, an arm and a leg too, though. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I think just as the fans, these 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 names are, for lack of a better term, whack. Um, so, so I think it's really just about embrace the cool. I mean, if, if you're going to go with river sharks, why don't you just go with river hounds or just remove the river altogether and be the hounds? Really? I, I think with all these new teams coming out, I feel like they're trying too hard hundred percent to make it like it's a local thing. Be cool with it. It's the best your, thing that happened with baseball. Deal. The best thing to me that happened with baseball is that they started doing those weird promotions. Because I think one of the biggest things in hockey is the ECHL is obsessed with looking like the AHL, and the AHL is obsessed with looking like the NHL. Mm -hmm. And really, man, the FPHL is a place where you get to see down-home hockey and the... Yeah, old-time hockey, not just because guys fight and stuff, but there's a little bit of more these athletes you can reach out and shake their hands and you can interact with them it's 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 everything that we talk about but i think when you have that you can be so creative you know what i mean and i i think that that's a that's a big um that's a big thing yeah um that's a big money making thing i think you know oh no it it definitely is and you know just just to go back to the the bobcats real quick i the moment I saw that, I I just thought it was like some five year old, you know, went and diddled around on like MS Paint. 
if you really think about it. They grab the <laughs> clip art, and then here, like, look at this map. You see this? How like it's just like a blob for the body. It's not even like a defined thing at all. <laughs> it, it literally just like cool. This is a blob with claws. And then I guess they tried to incorporate like the mountains here, but it looks it just looks unfinished. The whole thing looks unfinished. Like I said, this didn't come from a place of of originality. You know, yeah. this this is something that is is a is a stock image, and it just speaks. Listen, I I don't want to go too deep into it because people. Yeah. It sounds like we're getting personal here, and we really aren't. We're getting personal with the logo. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. And there's and there's teams in this league that I kind of love the logo. I think the Prowlers logo is kind of cool, like in a weird way. Yeah. I think um, I, like I think the, Danville's I like, logo was great. I I, I thought, um, but the shame that they didn't get that team back this season. It really is a shame. And and uh, I thought um, I think the River Dragons is cool. I think the Sea Wolves coming back is quite frankly perfect. That's what people wanted. You know, that's probably what people wanted down there. You yeah. know, and and I think it works out for them. And I do see Joe Pace sporting a bunch of cool hats, so it'd be great to see some cool hats here in here in Danbury. Um, what can we say? I think we just got to be grateful that this isn't our team. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not the Danbury Bobcats right now. Ooh, yeah, and especially considering where we have you know the. D1 champion Quinnipiac Bobcats. I feel like that'd be too much for having two Bobcat teams well, in a state like that. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. I, like I said, I think um, this legal, the, the, you know, it'll figure itself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to figure itself out. And and speaking of things changing and, and, and adapting, it was disheartening to see the SPHL announce a rebrand in which they will now um, be kind of disassociating themselves from uh, the the literal name of the league, which it would be Southern Professional Hockey League, and now they will be known only by the anonymous acronym of SPHL, a la the ECHL. Um, this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> it does. It, it's it's stupid. It it doesn't give them leverage. It makes them look like they're um, probably on their last legs. Um, listen, they they seem to have fumbled this. They themselves seem to have fumbled, um, you know, this this expansion into other regions. You know, they they're expanding into the Midwest, and now you know they're. Again, it goes back to one of the big problems in hockey is that everybody wants to kind of like follow and do what the other one is doing. And that I just don't think that that makes that doesn't totally make money, especially if you don't already really know what you're doing. Um, I, I what I mean is, is like these guys have established this league. It's called the SPHL. So and they and they moved out of there, you know, and. To me, it would be a race to establish now the multi-regional league, and I think um, this this rebranding uh, points to, and I, I give everybody associated with this credit, this rebranding actually probably points to the, the a little bit of defeat 
on the part of the SPHL. They don't have the luxury of just having the Federal Prospects Hockey League, and it started out as the Federal Hockey League. I'm sure some people know that. Um, there's no geographic connotation to federal other than owned by the... It really means, kind of means owned by the government, but um, ultimately, there's no regional tie to that. And the league is actually use that completely to their advantage. They've set up business down south, opened up a bunch of teams down there. It looks like there's continued interest and they've held steady in the Northeast and the Midwest. They've grown in upstate New York into rinks that when the league started, you never thought they would have been in. Never thought they would have been in uh, Elmira. Like, that might have been like uh, you know, that just didn't seem like it was, it was possible back when the FHL started. But then forget Binghamton, just forget that altogether. Like, I think there would never be a chance in hell that this league that played at Aviator and the, and the you know, Rinky Dink Rink, uh, JFK Rink in <laughs> Rome, New York, yeah. would move into um, those uh, those rinks, especially Binghamton, and they have. So I think this just kind of points to, hey, uh, maybe the FPHL is winning that geographical battle right now. They've definitely moved into the South, and now the SPHL wants to go with a non-regional moniker. So they're, you know, they might as well have rebranded. Guys, there's a bunch of good names you could probably still use. Premier Hockey League, uh, Independent Hockey League, bring the IHL back with just a regular, like, you know, some people could, you know, I'm not really sure who owns the rights to bring back the name UHL. I know it's been tried. I know people are trying to do that. Um, like I said, yeah, this is stupid, and it's probably we're probably headed towards a merger if this is the case. It it doesn't seem, and this is another interesting thing is they're not adding teams like they they like they have in the past in the FPHL. Yeah. They added Vermilion County, which was the old Danville. It was a disaster. Lost a team in the middle of the season. I don't know. You know, um, it, it doesn't seem like this This is going to work out for the SPHL. And I know there's better players and all this stuff to consider, but I I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it looks bad. Yeah, Um I mean, a lot of people have been wanting that merger if it does happen, but I don't think the effects of that merger is still going to be like what most people would want with the Fed because everyone wants to like see these teams go down and play like Columbus again like last year. But given the new teams being put into those locations, it narrows the travel down significantly. Um, I don't think it would increase if we put in how many teams are in the the league. It's like what ten or so. No, I don't think I don't ten think teams they have ten anymore. Nope. Compromise of ten member teams. So who do they list? Let's see who they listed. I don't think there's no new teams in that league. No, there's no new teams, but I'm saying that there's there are teams. I don't, I don't know if we like the league would really benefit. You know what I mean? I think I think the FBHL would probably benefit from having Quad City. Uh, Evansville, Knoxville, probably. 
Knoxville's not going. I think Quad City, Evansville, uh, Peoria. I mean, if we could get Danville back, Peoria would probably want it. I don't know why those teams haven't come in at this point. I, I, you know, is it is this a much better run league? They're losing teams in the middle of the season. This is a tough, tough business, man. You know, like yeah. this is not an easy business. I don't care anybody. You know, thinks they're making millions of dollars at Danbury Arena. This is independent sports. It is tough. You know what I mean? And 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 just to see, you know, the SBHL has basically three teams in the Midwest out of their um, ten. I mean, that's a little weird, you know. And they and then and we have, you know, now like four teams down south. Yeah. Basically. Basically. You know, Virginia, Carolina, Columbus, Baton Rouge, Mississippi. It's like five. Yeah. So, again, there's there's the um, – just between the two leagues, this is just off-season chatter here, you know, but uh, s- something's got to give at some point. I, I honestly think that, um, you know, we're probably due – both of these leagues are probably due for some type of rebrand. It mm. sounds crazy. The FBHL, you know, the name of this, that, if you know, it, it's been around a really long time. If 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 there was ever a merger, you'd have to come up with a new name, I think. Yeah, I, well, no, yeah. I mean, you could actually probably count that for grounds of bringing UHL back. Could be, yeah, absolutely, something like that. Considering, you know, all of that. I don't know. I mean, like you said to echo you, I mean, I don't I don't really think they're doing much. There was anything really to gain from rebranding from, you know, the Southern Professional Hockey League to just the SPHL across all boards. Well, it's it, there there is and it's something well, there would have been call to rebrand the name altogether. This is what I was telling uh, I think Billy and Voidy at one point. When you're an average, you're you're a guy selling the team in Peoria, and you you're a guy selling a team in um, in you know in Evansville. Mm-hmm. You go out there, and say, oh, we play in the Southern Professional Hockey League. How does that work? I mean, almost my it almost sounds crazy, right? And then and then you know um, you know you're down south, and they say, oh, uh, so like your opponents, where are they from? You know, oh, um, they're from, well, you know, they're from Peoria and they're from uh, Quad City and they're from Evansville. And and they'll say, hey, you know, I really don't have any business out there to kind of crush. I don't have a car dealership out there. You might find different businesses down south have have, have a couple of um, branches in different, you know, in, in different cities. They might not, you know, see the value in, in something that's so spread out like that. You know, maybe they say, hey, you know, it, it, it seems better to have it a little more compartmentalized. Now, if you're telling them it's a more national league, kind of like the UHL was, that's something different, too. You know, it just sometimes it just kind of seems like it's a it would be a weird thing to sell in Peoria to, to sponsors um, that you're in the Southern Professional Hockey League or you're, or you're you know, in Quad City. I mean, you're probably closer to Canada. Yeah. You know? Than you are any southern place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's true from from that kind of standpoint. But I mean, either way, I guess 
cool they they rebranded themselves and now it's just literally that there's no whatever but in other Hattrick's news um we made a few signings over the off season and I feel like we should talk about them before you know Billy comes on and gives his take on how and why he signed these guys I mean a few of them the early the first two signings of the off season were from the Delaware dispersal draft we got Corey Allen, which fans might remember from that notorious night, as well as Dennis Gafarov of the Delaware Thunder as well. Wow. So we have those two. We also signed, I believe this guy played in the KHL, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not this guy. Maybe I'm wrong, but signed One a few of these boys guys from, did. Yeah. No, I had to be this guy then. I'm just not seeing it. Oh, right here. He played a season in the KHL, but so those guys being probably gonna screw up these names. Um Artyom Dubinin and Dubinin. Dubinin. Yevgeny. For Afantov? Sounds good enough. I bet Billy will have a better way of it. And then a more familiar face, Nick DeNicola. Nick DeNicola, who's coming back from having played uh, last year, I think it was in in Italy, in the uh, – in that Italy too. Yeah, in the Italian league. So that, that it's nice to have him back. He's a local guy. I think he's from Walcott, and he uh, definitely played really, really well when he was here. How many points did he have in that one kind of trip? What for for us? Yeah, it's seven. Played five games. I think for he us. had the first hat trick in Danbury Hattrick's history. Mm. So yeah, it, it's great. I really think it's great to see the hat tricks get these local guys, especially these returning guys, especially a guy who played um, in Italy a little bit last season. Uh, you know, and and he's uh, got experience, a little bit of experience in the SPHL. Um, you know, since since playing at Fitchburg State, and you know, so it's great to see some local guys be a part of the hat tricks. I think we have a lot of success with that. Uh, I think uh, they connect with the fans really well, and like I said, it's great to see um, those guys who have that higher level college, even if it's D three college. You know, you're a four year player at a D three school. You know the game of hockey, and it's it's nice to see those guys get to come home to Connecticut, play in the professional environment, have their friends come out, and, you know, and, and you know, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's it's a great. I think it's a great opportunity for anybody that that plays hockey, you know, uh, to come to Danbury and to be in the environment where fans care about this level of hockey uh, as much as they do, uh, and to be a local kid, it's a great opportunity. I I think he's gonna have a good season with us. I mean, I'm, I'm already predicting he had in 24 games last year in, in Como, which I believe they play outdoors in Como, Italy. It's uh, He had 49 points, including 22 goals. So, you know, I, I think we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction with these guys. Billy's really done a fantastic job. And, and I got to tell you something, SPHL, FPHL, uh, ECHL, 
at the end of the day, there's only so many jobs, and it's really competitive, those ECHL jobs. Those are jobs that are sometimes going to NHL draft picks, to guys who play D1 hockey, to guys who are coming out of Canadian college, guys who uh, played uh, really high-level juniors. So there's only so many jobs. So there are talented guys playing in the FPHL, and some of them are from right here in Connecticut. So, uh, again, it's always a great night out, and it's great to see the, the local guys. And, um, you know, he's someone that we're hopefully going to have on within the coming weeks. Um, I'm very excited to see what he brings to the table, considering, you know, last year, as mentioned, what he did in Italy. And then, you know, just being another returning face to – at city so i mean it it's gonna be interesting and then you know do do we have a gauge on who's coming back at least you know for you for know the season? i think we've got definitely got kyle gonzalez coming back who was mm-hmm. named uh, a player assistant coach uh so hats off to kyle gonzalez he's definitely one of our favorite players on the team and uh um you know he's been on the show multiple times a buddy of mine and uh, it, it's great to see him get the opportunity to do that. that. You know, Kyle's one of the guys that really loves hockey. Um, you know, you the, the thing about it is, dude, you know, I can kind of relate to that being from New York City. He's from he's from California, kind of the kind of the L.A. area, you know, and it's like um, you really have to love hockey to kind of make something out of it or to get as close to it. Um, you know, as a guy like Kyle has, who's played D three college, and he's played in the SPHL, and he's he's you know he's now won a championship here with the Danbury Hattricks. So again, um, I, I can really kind of just relate to, you know, taking a long journey to get to hockey. You know what I mean? I I played a little hockey growing up, but just as a writer and reporter, um, you know, it it, it I always kind of kept at it, and it. And I was lucky to get um, myself in a lot of situations that I never thought I would. But you know, it's great to see Kyle get that opportunity to now be one of the, you know, have even more of a leadership role on the team. Yeah, and, you know, just seeing him grow and develop throughout the season, too, was amazing in and of itself. And, you know, he was also given the chance to be on the bench for a few of the junior games, which was nice to see considering, you know, early on, he had told me he wanted to go into coaching and that was kind of what he wanted to do after his, you know, hangs up the skates. Um, so, I mean, kudos to him on getting that. And that that's, that's just huge for him, especially after a season like that with just the leadership that he conveyed through that team. Um, you know, definitely happy to see him back. Um, also want to give a shout out to our boy, Johnny Ruiz, Give him a congrats. Congratulations, Johnny. He's gonna be a girl dad in February, so that's gonna be wow. gonna be pretty cool. Pretty cool to see uh, a new a new hat trick coming into the the family. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I believe. I think what is it? I think Ojik's coming back, but he's gonna not. I don't think he's gonna play towards. He's gonna play later in the season because I know he's gonna be sitting out with an injury. Um. I was thinking about that on the way here. That that guy was special. Like you have to be like just so focused and in it 
to play with the injury that he had. Like, I, that's just... then the stuff that he did with it, too. Like, you would not have thought that he was injured in any way, shape, or form. What was it? It was a torn ACL, right? And he, he played on that for pretty much a whole season. I mean, it was really uh, incredible um to watch him at times and uh, you know there were times when i was on the bench when he came back to the bench in so much pain um just different different situations and 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 instances that came up and you know again it's 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 not easy to 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 play through any injury it's not easy to play in this league when you're healthy so imagine imagine how it is when when you're fighting off an injury and you, you want to keep your job on the team and um, you know I think that that's a big uh, that's a big issue too you know is is um, how much these guys have to kind of endure you know I like people who endure and, and Toby endured a lot this season and he, he's a champion because of it yeah and then you know we also have. Amesbury coming back who we'll be speaking to later in the show um, he'll be fighting in Rough and Rowdy 22 next week on Friday out in Wheeling West Virginia at the same arena that the Wheeling Nailers play at the Wheeling Nailers the ECHL affiliate of the Pittsburgh Penguins yes sir um, I'll be going down there to get some footage and kind of talk with Ames pre and post fight to kind of get that out there and then give it to you guys so if you're you're not able to come or if you didn't get to watch the pay-per-view you'll probably see the clips of it afterward because i imagine this fight isn't gonna last too long um i don't know i mean this guy he's he's a kind of a, a scrawny looking dude if if you really go into it um let me see if i could pull up his opponent it's like the I think it's like the Polish something or another. This is uh, his moniker. The Polish punching bag, cuz. That, that, that's what he's going to be. Um, the Polish Palooka. If I could find it. They don't just have, why don't they just have the list of the fighters? Either way, I mean... You know, Ames came out with like that. They do that pre kind of trash talk video beforehand. And even from this guy, like just chirping, he doesn't have a shot. I I really don't think he's got a shot. If he lasts for a round, that'll probably be a godsend. Godsend of one round for this guy. The Polish Palooka. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what you're going to have to call him because I don't even know the name of the guy. Um. Either way, he's he's irrelevant. So he's irrelevant because that's all that matters is that our boy's gonna. Who's that guy? He's nobody for real. And Ames is going into this fight undefeated and rough and rowdy two and zero currently. Um, you know, taking down a guy in his first fight in what twelve seconds? Yeah, dude, that was that was something else to relive that like just and then like that memory of us just all in the in the lounge everybody crowding around that whole big screen and it just getting done it was really unbelievable um that was one of the moments of the season where you look at it and you say 
Um, it just goes to show you how much fun we have in Danbury on game nights. You know, Amesbury wasn't there, but he was on the big screen, and everybody still got to see him beat somebody up. So it, it was really great. Um, we, we had a great season this year, and, and I'm really hoping that, um, you know, now that we're even further away from COVID, that, 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 that the ownership has a little more control over the arena, just in the sense that, you know, there aren't as many restrictions around that, and we're, we're, we're getting best practices down, hopefully. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be even better. You know, it's it's a great place to see a hockey game. You know, I live here. Um, I'm originally from New York City, and you know, I, I I lived all over, and I lived in Brooklyn, and and I gotta say, it is really boring in the summer when there's no hockey. I, you know, yeah. it's like when there's no hockey around here, and you can't go, and people get excited about the game and the team, and and to be honest, um, you know, I I I I also think that uh, you know. Um, the way the schedule is going to work out, it might be good. You know, things might be a little spaced out a little more, and you can put a little more energy into it. Um, I mm-hmm. know it's going to be the same number of games, but just looks like it's going to be a little spaced out a little differently. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I have fun, and something that, that I want to say, um, and I think it's really important we say it. As much as I think that these logos stink and this and that, this is still a great product. Like, I just don't understand. You know, I think there's a lot of laws out there. There's a lot of labor laws and things. But I just don't understand why, especially here in the Northeast, where, listen, the hat tricks have been successful. Um, we, we do own the rink. But there's other, there's other examples out there of where they don't own the rink and they're doing great. Like in Binghamton, they mm-hmm. don't own the rink, but they're an anchor tenant. They're bringing a bunch of people in, and listen. Yeah, and they just signed that four-year lease. It takes time, and it takes the right. It does take the right market, but I'm just surprised. the The problem is, is that you know some of the ECHL teams that closed up. These were big venues. Uh, we've talked about this before. Manchester, New Hampshire, probably be great for this league at this point. They've been they've been out of the ECHL for so long. They want to call their cup, I believe. Uh, kind of right before they went out of business. So it's like there's got to be a thirst there to get that building at least half full. I know it's a giant. I mean, we're talking about like a. we can double check it right now. But, did they win it their last year in existence or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, they have a division title. I don't think they've no never, division. never won the Kelly no, Cup. This, you're lo- no, no, no. Go to the AHL, the AHL version of the team because – Ah, oh, there you go. The AHL version. Yeah, they did. What year was that? 2014-15. Paul Bissonette was on the team. Oh. Um, so so what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of hockey history there. It's been out. Yeah, in their last season. L- let's just very quickly, Patrick, take a look at the uh, uh, capacity of the arena. All right, let's see. Where is it? Uh, I'm go Verizon Wireless. 9,852 for hockey. Probably just a little too big, you know, for this league. But, I mean, like, you know, I still think that if if you're interested in owning a team and you have an area where there's a an arena that does not have dates, right now is, I say that all the time, I was just down there, Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, I think would be a great opportunity for the league. I don't know the the capacity there but i will tell you that it's empty they must need dates they must be willing to take a chance on something that that could work you know what i mean and uh i 
think that um, they really need to consider moving into some moving into the FPHL. Some of these some of these empty, empty arenas do, because it's going on down south, you know. And I, I still think that if if you go to Binghamton or you go to Danbury, or you know, like I said, the crowd in Carolina was great. It wasn't a total sellout when we were down there, but it was great. Um, you go to those places, and you're you have the the means to own a team, and you don't want to join this league. You probably don't belong in the business, to be honest. Yeah. Um, probably don't belong in it because I think there's 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 opportunities there, um, to promote. You know, and that the 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 sports teams. One of the things that's happening is the sports teams have as strong a marketing channel as like the local media does now people are on top of the sports teams all the time shout out to everybody in animal house who, who you know they're pinging my phone all day with um you know they're talking about the team all summer you know yeah. what i mean and and some of that media probably that they're digesting could come from the team um more of it could but at the end of the day uh it, you know having a professional sports team is a very strong marketing opportunity. If you can if you can keep the lights on, keep your games happening, you always have something to sell. And if you get the money, you just print the banners and you keep moving, you know, and and that's the business, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think we're on a good note to lead into our first guest of the show, Billy McCreary. It's been a while since we spoke to him. I mean, you know, coming into August, so probably what the last time we saw him was like in June. So definitely looking forward to that and make sure to stay tuned and if you haven't already grab a nice drink grab a nice snack then stick along for the ride ladies and gentlemen we are back in the studio with the mccurry clan we got billy in the house and the superstar of the show isla who's currently munching on some what's that french toast sticks we got yeah, she's got some tots. Oh, tots. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, distinct tots. smell of tater tots. We didn't sure. go with the chili cheese today, so. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, how have you been? How's your guys' summer been? What have you guys been up to? Uh, it's been great. Um, a lot of work, and uh, we had about a week in the Cape of downtime with the family last week, so it was really nice to kind of get away, reset, recharge the batteries. Um, season's rapidly approaching, and, uh, you know, we're just kind of, Buttoning up some things and tying up some loose ends to get ready for the for the year. Yeah, it looks like there's been some here's and there's with the professional team, but there was something going on that we um, we asked Amesbury about. But I guess you'd probably be another good guy to give the same question to. What was going on with the NHL camps? And it looks like there were people in town. Why don't you break down what people were seeing on Instagram? Yeah, so we had our main camp um, last week and or about ten days ago and. Uh, it's really an opportunity for guys, for players to come in from all over the world, uh, mainly North America, but we had some Europeans over here, and uh, we had about 116 kids, and, um, you know, we split them up into six different teams, and we have a little, had a little tournament over at Danbury Ice Arena, and uh, that's kind of what we use to assess the players that are that are trying out for our team, and, um, you know, we picked uh, a select group of players to, to come to our training camp from that, and, you know, we'll... we'll um, 
dwindle down our training camp roster after camp and you know get set with the team moving forward from there when you say that there are players from europe coming to play in the north american hockey league why is it um i'm not even totally clear on it like why why is it that they choose maybe that route in america the junior route here in the states yeah a lot of it is um they want to go to college they want to they want to play NCAA hockey, and you know, obviously, there's a ton of great schools and great programs here to be able to do that, whether it be at the Division One or Division Three level. And um, so, there's a there's a large crop of kids that come over from overseas Hi, to Daddy. to explore the the NCAA route. Speaking of kids, <laughs> we also Isla. have Isla here. Anything you want to add to that, Isla? No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Billy, so tell us just a little bit about um, just maybe to kind of reset in people's minds what's going on with that team. Uh, I guess Patrick Stefan will continue to coach, and w- what's actually happened on that end? Yep. So Patrick Stefan is our our GM, our head coach. Um, you know, he's done a fantastic job since taking over uh, towards the end of last season, and you know, he's done a phenomenal job of bringing in some talent here, and, and really uh, believe in you know his his culture, the environment that he that he you know, wants to build and uh, he knows the game and he demands a lot from his players. So, you know, we're excited to have him at the helm and, you know, we got a, a new group of players, you know, coming in this year and, you know, a little bit of a, a renewed life um, from the team last year that, you know, certainly didn't meet expectations as far as, you know, what we have as, as our expectations as an organization. And But it's an opportunity for us to build. It's an opportunity for us to grow. So we're certainly excited to work with this group here this year. No, I'm really glad that we're actually having this convo because it just brings people up to date. The earliest opportunity you're going to have to watch hockey in Danbury will be with the NHL team because the, the season basically starts in two weeks. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, the... Uh, you know the pro guys don't get until October, so it's an opportunity for guy, you know, for anybody to to get over to the to the building and you know get their fix of hockey. And you know, last hockey in the building was uh, a championship for for the pro team, and you know we really want to emulate that and replicate that at all levels. So the more support that that these kids get, you know, the more fans that are in the building. You know, you guys saw what happened. Uh, you know, game uh, three, four, and five against Carolina. The the energy in the building was amazing and. It gave us so much support, and that's something that we want to replicate and give to our junior players. If we could get half of that, it'd be a fun night of hockey. You know what oh, I mean? Like 100%. if we could get half of that energy, just because. And the NHL, for people who don't know, again, it's it's a d- developmental junior league. Um, sometimes guys get drafted right into the NHL from it. Sometimes they yeah, they move up a level. Sometimes they they uh, you know get signed to the to the all the big hockey colleges that you guys know so you know some of the more casual fans that don't know what's going on with the NHL maybe you're more fans of the fed this is junior hockey and these guys are the future college players and you know potentially pros for sure but definitely most of these guys a lot of them will be in the division 1 college hockey you know in the in, in the coming years so here you go yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's a league that's near and dear to my heart. I played in the league. I had two years in the league, and it 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 did me wonders and helped me, you know, kind of step into my college career. And uh, my dad played in the league, and you know, he set records in this league. So it was a league that that I wanted to play in growing up. And um, so it's it's very storied league, and you know, it's a tough league too. And you know, Danbury requires tough hockey, and uh, you know, expects that kind of tough game. But I think um, 
you know, I think if if people come to the North American League games, I think they're going to be really surprised with the toughness that's involved. And I've kind of laughed, uh, you know, internally the last, I think, three years, going on three, four years now because, you know, we've had two line brawls with our North American It was great. Team. I was at five, one of them. It was the day that Isla was born, actually. Yeah, I, I was, was at that one. I wasn't there. I was in the hospital with, with Lee. Um, but, I, I, you know, I watched it on – on uh fast hockey or hockey tv one of those two and you know it's it's something that you don't even see in the federal league you'll no. get your fights and you'll get amesbury doing his work but uh, full line brawl there's so much passion and energy that goes into what these kids do um you know you never know what you're gonna see so for the home opener i believe that will be on september 8th 7 p.m here at the danbury ice arena it'll be a two-game weekend so you have one on the eighth followed by another one on the ninth against the New Jersey Titans. Um, definitely make sure to come down. I'll be there doing my thing, usually with the turntables and such. Um, but I'm excited for another great season of this. I, I enjoyed doing it last year. This will be my third year um, announcing for them, so definitely one to look forward to. And the games are still free to get into, right? Yep, free to get in. Um, you know, buildings buildings open. We're going to expand the, the game experience this year, so we're going to have – uh, you know, the bands that are playing before a pro game, they're going to be playing before the junior game. You know, the, the entire building, the Axtrix Lounge is going to be open. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, an exciting an exciting venue here this year, and, and we have, uh, you know, high hopes for what that group's going to do. Like I said, if you love hockey and you want to stay in the area, it's a great option, especially when the hat tricks are on the road, the, the pro hat tricks are on the road. But speaking of the pro hat tricks, Billy, you know, why don't you take us through just a little bit? How is it that these players from overseas? How do they find their way to the Federal Hockey League? What you know? What do they know about the league when they're in touch with you? Uh, it goes twofold. Sometimes you'll have players that kind of reach out to to me or our scouts or our coaches, um, and then you know you you have the the opposite where you know we're reaching out to people that we know and um, you know looking you know doing our work and trying to find the next best player to come to Danbury so you know it's it's a bit of a process especially when you're dealing with guys overseas because you can sometimes have language barriers and things like that but um, yeah I mean we've done a really good job of building a, uh, a pretty reputable program here a program that that people want to be a part of and you know I think that's um, really a testament to everybody you know involved and even guys in this room so tell me a little bit about the guys that you did sign from overseas does it look like they'll be part of the roster um, you know, are they, they going to be in camp? You think? Yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, I know they all have their um, their visa meetings uh, set and done, and and all is good there. So paperwork set, buttoned up, and uh, yeah, they just got on the flight. And unless there's any issues there, um, but yeah, we're excited to have them. Some of these guys, you know, we have one guy that played in the KHL. He's about six seven. Uh, you know, played in the second best league in the world, and you know, we kind of expect him to come in and do some fun things for the fans in the building, and you know really have um, another team that, that's going to be really exciting to watch. And we also um, saw that you had another familiar signing with uh, Nick DeNicola, who played in the first season. Uh, tell us a little more about how that came to be, you know, him coming from Italy last year and coming back to neighbor. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we always keep in touch with the guys that, that have been through the program. And, you know, Nicky got the first ever hat trick in hat tricks history. And, uh, um, you know, went overseas and really enjoyed what he was doing over there for a couple of years. And, you know, he just um, wanted to come back home. And, you know, he's a local kid, local product. And I think we, we do a really good job of 
um, you know, putting a product on the ice that's exciting and, and has championship expectations. And again, players want to be a part of that. So he had a really good experience in a, in a beautiful place in this world. And, um, you know, now he just kind of wants to come back home and, and win a championship. So anybody that has that mindset, you know, we're certainly willing to talk to and we're really excited to have him back in the mix. I say it early in the show, um, ironically, but, you know, I get really excited when there are local guys from Connecticut, even Long Island, and you know, uh, um, you know, it, it, it's great to see the you know Westchester guys and stuff like that, the the Woolies of the world who were around, the Dowlers and 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 stuff. But do you you know like is that been an advantage for you guys, Billy? Is like kind of being in this area? Are there there are a lot of players to choose from? I wouldn't say there's a lot of players. I mean, certainly are. You know, our area being outside, you know, an hour outside of New York City, hour 10, hour 15 outside of Hartford, you know, we're pretty centrally located to a lot of people that do play the game. Um, you know, but the league has grown so much that you can't you can't have a full-time job and, and just want to play hockey on the side and expect to be successful anymore, um, you know, depending on what your definition of success is. So, um, you know, we are very – we are in a favorable area and we do get the odd – you know, player that if we need some help here or there, there's a bunch of guys around that we could call that, that have played at a high level. But, you know, again, the, the game has grown, the league has grown, and, you know, you really have to put it in full time now. I think we've seen it for a long time. You know, as long as New Jersey and Pennsylvania and really old New England doesn't have a team in the Fed, we, we have, a you know, we're the only option at that level for a bunch of states. Yeah, that's why you see, like, I, I know that there's um, fans, when I played for the Jersey Outlaws, you know, some of those people still come up to Danbury and yeah. you know, are, watching, are watching our game. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> what is she doing? I think she's trying, I don't know. She's trying to be a part of the show. She always is. You want to get up and say hi? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isla, do you like that Gordy Bunnell retired? Yeah. Oof. Ooh. Burn. Don't let Gordy hear that. <laughs> you say hi, Gordy? No. Okay. No interest in Gordy. Gordy. <laughs> Billy, what what's the schedule like for the pro hat tricks now? What how does it how does it all boil down? You know, it's a it's a little different this year. Um, you know, there's some the there's some teams that um you know that we're not going to see we don't play columbus so you know we don't we don't really head to the south um so it, it will be a little different i think we play binghamton 18 or 19 times you know and so i you know when i look at the schedule i <laughs> it's going to be a grind you know the minor pro schedule is always a grind but when you're seeing binghamton every other weekend and Elmira and watertown you know 15 16 times you really see the same two or three teams um you know more often than not and with the passion and the physicality that, that this game is played with it could it could really build for some interesting storylines literally billy just delivered that while iola was climbing him trying to get to the top of it. i think he was trying to get on his shoulders maybe no different than a monday practice no <laughs> little uh, snippet you did of her in the interview i told you i played that for the boys that went viral the games and they went bonkers that was really funny. That was one of the most fun parts of doing the show the whole year. <laughs> it was really funny. 
And when do the guys get in to start training and stuff? I, I know there are guys here. We, we, we talked to Ames about that. But w what about, like, you know, the w w when are you seeing the rookies and the younger guys come in? And is there a free agent camp this year? October 1. Uh, yeah, we'll probably bring in a handful of guys a couple of days before camp um, just to see if there's anything there and give some guys an opportunity. But um, we've got a big camp this year, and it's uh, bigger than normal, so we're really going to lean on those guys to come in and compete. They come in October 1st, and, you know, games like six days later, seven days later, so it's a short window, and, um, you know, we got to get to work pretty quickly. Seems like the season's starting a little earlier, huh? It's it's a bit odd. It, I think it starts, it's either a week or two weeks before the SP and the Coast. Wow. So, you know, we'll start our season, and then, about 10 days later you're going to have a lot of drops there's probably going to be 150 players that get cut you know so it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting time i would say two three weeks into the year to see what happens there as far as the uh, the trickle down effect that's interesting because it's usually always rely the fed usually always kind of relies on those drops kind of at the beginning of their camp yeah. you know and, and so that's that's really interesting that's going to change things i probably give a lot of younger guys the opportunity maybe you know with at least some other teams to to get in there and yeah get chances for sure to play. we're gonna have a ton of guys from our from our team last year that are you know starting in the sp and at least be there for a week or two and you know hopefully they stick there for the year and they're able to replicate what they did last year but you know we'll get some of those guys back too are, are you guessing that's the case right now do you do you want to talk about who's definitely coming back or uh, i can tell i can pretty much tell you who's who's going to start at the higher levels um you know, I would say uh, Michael Marchesan is going to go to Macon. He's going to start there. He's going to go with uh, Jay Max going to head to Macon. Uh, Jared Yao, I believe, is heading to Macon. Um, Riley Robertson is heading to Knoxville. Um, so we're going to have Dowler could potentially be signing here in the next 24 hours if he hasn't already. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to have a, a new decor, but... You know, we're going to have a ton of the same forward group, uh, same goaltenders in the pipes. So, really got a good nucleus, and um, you know, no different than the past. Got to got to look forward to who's going to come in and step up. So, Willie coming back? That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So that's good news, definitely for hat tricks fans far and wide. Sounds like a good nucleus of guys coming back, and then there are guys that I'm sure the fans already see around town, like. Kyle Gonzalez and I guess Dimitri Kuznetsov's around. Yep, Kuzi's around. Abdella's around. Yep, we're making a trade here today to bring a familiar name, you know, back into the mix. So, um, so that should be announced here hopefully in the next 24 hours and keep unplugging. I mean, I also want to mention for the fans listening, we we also have the cup in studio for the first time. So Billy, we want to thank you for bringing bringing her in and letting her bask in the studio <laughs> no problem um yeah just looking at it even though it's like even getting a closer look it's just so much history to just kind of unravel through this league um matt could probably speak more on it than i can because there's definitely some mistakes on the cup as i look at it first of all herm's name is spelt wrong at the top of the cup uh and then you know there's <laughs> how do they spell it uh s c h O-R-C-H-E-R. -E so there's an extra C there. Uh, you know, scorcher. Scorcher. It's going to be a scorcher, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, it says the inaugural season and the list of the teams. Most of it is inaccurate. It, it, 
It is funny, right? Most of it is inaccurate, right? So, like, the Binghamton team, they were actually called the Broom County Barons. The Brooklyn team was actually called the New York Aviators. So it's a little bit uh, inconsistent up there. But, hey, we love it anyway. I and just it, appreciate that you guys have the 2011-2012 New Jersey Outlaws. Classic fit, team. Fit facing me. So yeah, I we want to put it right in your face, you know. Colsey, Mercer, Jens, Jimmy Jensen playing for the River Sharks. Who, he'll return, yeah, Jimmy Jensen back in the league. He was playing like – he was going really hard there at the end of the season. Yeah. John Gaffredo. Yeah, he was a, a good player. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a really good player. He Luke played here Fleetcheck too. Fleetcheck played at Army. Played with me in uh, at Shattuck. Yeah, a lot of good stories there. Punts and Can't a lot. Punts. A lot went into it. Like I mean, I I you know like we we've done a championship episode and stuff, but like there at the end, um, you know, did we play Elmira in the playoffs? Was that a playoff series? Yeah, yeah. it was a tough yeah. tough one. Yeah, that was a rough one. But then we had that, and then we had the Binghamton series. I mean, we were pretty much the three of us here were together all weekend from probably the day before the weekend started to, to like 3 o'clock in the morning on Sunday all yeah. the time. And it, and it was really, um, you know, I, I think that that's one of the things that makes playing in Danbury great, and I think being a fan of the team great, is that uh, the fans kind of actually have a really clear view of what the players deal with and, and how much goes into it. So it, it was an incredible run tapped off by uh, a real appreciation, you know, for, by the fans. But I'm looking forward to hockey again soon, I can tell you that. I'm, I'm kind of done with the, uh, the Mets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking the same way with my Yankees, so definitely waiting for hockey to start up again. And so, Billy, thank you for coming in. Isla, thank you for being the superstar that you always are, even though you might not want to. She's a little shy tonight. I was going to say, maybe any parting words? She's sleepy. She's sleepy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face. She's hamming. What's that? Okay. Okay. She's hamming it up. Bye. Hey, can you say hi to ZP? Bye. <laughs> I wonder if ZP was impacted by anything that was going on. He out just there. texted me. He said he's on another another island. So oh. I uh, I wanted to check in with him, and he reached out, said hello, and uh, said he's a okay. Good. You say hi to ZP. No. Okay. <laughs> I love your mismatched shoes. Yes. So cute. Fashion statement. She really yeah, is cool. Yeah, two different shoes. He's <laughs> chilling. I love it. And the sticker tats too. Yeah, those, I think those are a couple days old now. <laughs> it's a testament to the sticker, honestly. <laughs> I wish she could write her name just a little bit. She's I getting know. There. I know. As soon as she does, we got to get Maybe it. Maybe in wall. a couple weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you ready for hockey season to start? Yeah. You want to get back on the ice? Yeah. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Who do you want to see? Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. That makes sense. Oh. <laughs> and Wesley? Yeah. And Jamie. And Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. And Danielle. And Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Always fun to see the Amesbury family at the rink, isn't it? And Taylor. Yeah. And Taylor. Yep. And Wesley. We're just going to keep going. Where we set go? Oh. Ready, set, go, she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
going to say. She's run to race. Surprised she hasn't given us the all done yet. All done. I'm all done. There it is. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, all done. All done. So you're moving my chair. Like, get up. Let's go. No headphones? No headphones? Yeah. <laughs> up. She said, up, no headphones. Take off. <laughs> Take these off? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Just pointed at the door. I guess we'll leave it on that note. On that note. An eager Isla. Um, Again, thank you guys for listening. Billy, thank you for coming in. We'll see you again soon. Can't wait. We're in the studio here at WXCI 91.7, streaming online at WXCI.org. We found Daniel Amesbury. He made it back from Disneyland. Uh, Disney World. Disney World, and he's here. <laughs> he's here today. Daniel Amesbury, you are going to be on Rough and Rowdy next Friday night. Um, it's great to have you in the studio. It's been a while. Tell us. Were, was that like all predetermined? Were you going to Disney World like before even uh, we knew we were in contention for the championship? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, creeping flights all year and just kind of the one cheap trip came up and I booked it hoping that we would have won the week before because I thought it was going to be a three-game series. And then, they, <laughs> and then they extended it to a five-game series and then we shit the bed on the first two. So, Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have won the game earlier and hung around a little bit longer. But, yeah, it was all predetermined. I knew I was leaving. So I, I stuck around and hung out and celebrated for two days, and I was off. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. He actually did go to Disney World a la Emmett Smith, who promised he was going to Disneyland after the Super Bowl win uh, many years ago. So it's great to have Amesbury with us. What have you been – we know you're training for this fight um, – I guess I saw on Instagram that you were down at the NAHL. Was that like a camp or something they were doing down yeah. there? What were you doing? Were you just watching or helping out? Or? No, I was coaching the, one of the teams. I did the rookie camp, and then we got some guys that came through, and then I did the main camp as well. So I think I want to say there's eight teams. So, uh, you know, a bunch of the guys that were in town all got a team, and it was kind of fun. We all got to compete with each other. It was like a little tournament-style um, tryout for the guys and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was good. What, I know you didn't really have the biggest junior background in Canada, but what, I don't know how much you've seen of the NAHL. What do you think of the product and the talent and whatnot? It's good. I think it's a great league. I think, you know, like it's it's a huge league. It's all over the place, right? So uh, I actually almost went to play for Corpus Christi in the NA when I was, I want to say, 19, but I didn't end up going. I uh, probably should have. Probably would have been the best thing for my career, but um yeah i think it's a great league and it's growing so it's good and the, and the, like i said the talent is good like even even the kids that you know were at camp that didn't make the team there there's lots of talent out there so what have you been doing i guess you've been at champs kind of want to take people through your training a little bit yeah pretty much just been uh i mean for the last seven weeks i want to say or six weeks or something i don't know i've been going really hard uh just getting ready for my fight so um, you know, in the mornings I, I go and I, I work out in the, in the morning. I usually do my, my workout routine by myself. Um, just cause it's kind of like my, my time to just get in the zone and, and, uh, just get Zen and like really push myself mentally. So I, in the mornings I'll do like a lift, you know, some, some lifting, I'll do some cardio and stuff like that. 
And then, uh, you know, um, usually come home, get some rest. I'm eating lots right now. And then, you know, I'll, uh, I'll generally end up back at the gym come like, uh, two o'clock and then I'm training people. I'm training, you know, some of my clients that, that I work with and strength and conditioning and, and stuff like that. And I'll work with them and, and I'm usually doing that till about five thirty or six o'clock. And then, uh, that's when I box. So then I box in the afternoon. So I'm in the gym. Pretty much my days are spent in the gym right now. I usually am training two or three workouts a day. Um, one lift, uh, you know, I'm lifting or doing cardio in the mornings and then boxing at night. So, A lot of hockey players have different approaches to the offseason. Obviously, you're a strength and fitness guy uh, in a lot of ways. But um, how, how much time do you spend skating or any of that? Um, so when we get ice, like we've been having, you know, a decent amount of ice lately. So, I mean, now that I'm getting ready for my fight, I'm not skating as much, but we were doing two or three days a week, um, before my camp started. Now it's kind of, you know, I feel my body depending how my body is and I'll go skate maybe once or twice a week at the most right now, just cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm training pretty hard. I'm running at a high RPM. So, um, kind of just got to feel the body. But, uh, as soon as this fight's done, I'll be on the ice at least three days a week. Who's here? Like who's here skating with you? Um, we got X, uh, Gonzalez, um, Noseworthy skating with us, um, Butler's skating with us. Um, who else? Lugo's been skating with us. Um, yeah, people are in and out. You know, like Frankie was in town, and then um, you know some of the guys that I think Dowler's out of town right now, but he'll be back. So. Um, yeah, we got all the local guys are pretty much skating um, pretty regularly. But generally, like, the morning skates are, like, me, Gonzo, X, Lugo. Um, who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anyone? I don't know. Probably. I'm not there. I, I couldn't tell I don't you. Know. Yeah. Has, has <laughs> Koozie been around much? Koozie, yeah. Well, that's, I'm forgetting Koozie, yeah. Koozie, Koozie just went away to do some hockey camps to coach some people and stuff. So that's why I forgot Koozie. But, yeah, that's generally our, our crew right now. And you're coaching kids too down at the rink. I see. Is it Jeff yeah. Kozo's son? Yeah, I got. He's like 12 years old. So I've been doing lots of skating stuff with him and just trying to, you know, sharpen the sharpen the pencil for him. And I love working with kids. Um, and then at the gym, like honestly, like I love working with people that are struggling with mental health or that just aren't really in shape that haven't really worked out before. Like I feel a lot of like gratitude working with people like that because I feel like I can get the most out of them and they seem to you know, you can see their lives change, you know, from, from just starting to work out. So, um, that's really something that I like doing. Obviously I like working with hockey players and, and stuff like that and kids, which is great. But like, if I had to pick, uh, I would work with probably young kids on the ice doing like my hockey stuff. And then, um, I would like to train with like, get lots of people just like that, that are just struggling mentally and just can't figure what's going on and, and maybe want to give working out a shot. And, uh, th those are the people that I like working with the most. So. T tell us a little bit about what have you been up to with the family this summer you know yeah we just uh like i said we went to disney world we've been doing a lot like you know like i said i've been training a lot lately but um we've been trying i try and balance it as much as i can but um yeah like we you know spend lots of days we go down to the baseball game sometimes the uh what are they called westerners, westerners yeah shout out to westerners we've been to a handful of westerner games which is just down the road great great entertainment down there um you know uh we'll go we went to actually we just got back from new jersey we were just at the beach down there a long branch man it's nice down there 
So, you guys just go the four of you? Or? Yeah, we went down. Actually, my cousin, he's a pilot. He had a layover in, um, in uh, Newark. So we went and had dinner with him on Sunday, and then we got a hotel on the beach oh, that awesome. night, and then we just woke up and hit the beach. Is, our, is it Long Beach Island? Long Branch. Oh, you went to Long Branch. Yeah, 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 yeah. which is nice down there. Like, like I, I, I did, hadn't been down there. There's a boardwalk and stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 and it looks like branch. it's all brand new. Like, it looks fairly yeah, well, new. Um, it's nice. <clears throat> that area probably got hit hard by Hurricane Sandy, however many years ago. So yeah, yeah it probably is fair. A lot of the boardwalks on the East Coast are years fairly ago. new. Rockaway's boardwalk in Queens got got heavily rebuilt after that so yeah, yeah I, I bet you nice though to. oh yeah, yeah jerseys there are a lot of people down the jersey shore i am going to the jersey shore again next weekend uh i know a few other uh hatricks fans it's a great place to go run you know what i mean in the yeah. summertime stuff going on at night bring your hair gel yeah but this is really the first time we've had him on the show since the championship right like yeah. we, we just haven't had the chance to catch up you know yeah. what i mean yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite the summer, and obviously that was an amazing experience to win the championship. And you know, I don't think a lot of people know. Um, I think it's fair to say on the podcast, you know, uh, Daniel Amesbury is responsible for the the guys having all the track suits this year, and and the booster <laughs> club too. The yeah. booster club yeah. got together the with the club helped out. Yeah. So what? You know, I maybe I don't know if we've talked about this before, but what was like kind of your thinking there? Yeah. I just, that was just something, you know, we were going on road trips and we just weren't, you know, like we didn't have any like matching swag or whatever. And I just thought like, man, that's really something that I want to try and make happen. And I was just grateful to, to be here and just have like such a good group of guys. And, you know, we're flying to Mississippi and we're not all matching. I'm like, man, we got to figure this out. So I talked to the boosters and, uh, um, and they helped out as well. And then I kind of put together something for myself. Like I had a fight coming up at the time. So I actually like put something together where I was able to just take some of the sponsorship money I raised from my fight and just kind of like I doubled up something that I would normally do to raise money for my sponsorship. And I kind of just made it a combined thing where I was able to get, I think I got like 700 bucks that I put over from my sponsorship from that fight towards the jerseys, Good on you, towards man. the tracksuits. And then, yeah, and then the, the boosters helped and we got some sweet Adidas tracksuits that I don't think any pro hockey teams ever had before. Those were awesome for sure. I, I, it was a really clean look too. You see the boys walking around, they look good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what, what, you know, what's on your mind now. You guys have won the championship. There's probably guys talking about taking different jobs and getting different opportunities. What's your, what's the kind of, what's your feeling at going to next season? Yeah, I just want to do it again, obviously, and I think we got to raise the standard a little bit just in the dressing room and off the ice and, and everything. Just I think we just need to step up in every way this year, you know, and myself included. I want to be a bit more of a leader this year. There was, there was times where I could have been better last year. You know, I got suspended a few times, which I don't really want that to be happening. I, I can be better than that. So I think, like, really for myself, like, my personal goals is just be a better leader in the room, be a better leader off the ice, and uh, – try and just you know lead from the front lead by example you know i'm going to be wearing the gym all year i'm going to make sure i'm in shape and hopefully the the younger guys can see that and they want to do the same and uh yeah i just kind of want to hold a high standard in the dressing room this year because i want to do this again and uh, it's easy you know climbing the hill is easy you know as they say but staying on the top of the hill is is much harder because you know the the motivation generally isn't as good when you're when you're already on the top of the hill it's kind of you know it's easy to be at the top of the hill working your way up or it's hard to be at the top of the hill it's easy to work your way up though so so yeah we just got to work extra hard this year and uh try and raise our standard in every way 
I think uh, we're going to try and step our game up as an organization. So I think that's the plan this year. Yeah, and, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the show, next week on Friday you'll be in Rough and Rowdy 22. Um, tell us about, you know, the this opponent that you got. I mean, we called them irrelevant at the top of the show, but I know you might have some insight about them for the fans. Yeah, Hunter Markovic or Markovic, I don't know. The Polish Hammers is his nickname. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like I say, I'm, I'm just treating him like any other opponent. Like I don't really care too much about what he can do. Uh, I know he's six foot seven. Um, I know he's got a big right hand that he likes to throw, and that's pretty much it. I don't really care about much else. Um, he's won a couple tough mans, but I mean, I know that the guys I'm sparring and the guys that I'm tra- training with or ca- in camp are levels and levels above him. So that's kind of been my me- my mentality. This whole camp is like prepare as if I'm fighting a you know a 20 and 0 pro boxer and that's what I'm doing I'm preparing for that so if he doesn't come in as good as a 20 and 1 or 20 and 0 pro boxer then he's going to be in trouble and then you mentioned earlier as well that it's going to be a little different in terms of how the rounds are timed it's going to be five one minute rounds this time yeah so normally the rough and rowdy they do three one minute rounds so now they've extended it to five one minute rounds which I mean I think that's good for me anyways gives you a little bit more time to box and it gives you a little bit more time to kind of work work some things and stuff like that so yeah and then this year it's what it's only five fights total right including yours or is it more because i've read the thing it was only like five cards and then there's other stuff oh no they'll usually have like 15 to 20 fights on the rough and rowdies yeah so gotcha um, yeah it'll be it's always pretty entertaining they're pretty quick they roll them in and roll them in and out like real fast so where's this going to lead you all danny What, what are you thinking about like how much longer do you want to do these, these? Essentially, if the listeners don't know, Rough and Rowdy is a barstool sponsored. Essentially, it's Tough Man or a Smokers kind of event where amateur fighters who haven't competed professionally um, are able to enter, and and it's 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 a fist fight. But what's the ultimate goal for you? Is it would you like to try MMA someday or boxing after hockey or or on the side from it? Yeah, so, like, I mean, we're working towards, like, I kind of feel like I have a long-term plan that I'm working towards. You know, at some point, I'm definitely going to get some pro boxing under my belt. Um, probably going to do some bare knuckle at some point. That's kind of like a bucket list thing that I'm, I want to do. So uh, I went to the bare knuckle tryout. Actually, I was in Miami a few weeks ago. I went to a BKFC tryout, which BKFC, if you don't know, it's bare knuckle fighting championship. It's like the fastest growing pro uh, fighting organization right now. All the guys are leaving UFC to go bare knuckle right now. Um, they're paying way better. Um, they're taking care of their fighters. Um, and they fight five two-minute rounds. It's it's super entertaining. Um, it's a little safer for your brain than boxing and MMA, just because you know you don't have a extra ten ounces on your fist to add to your weight of your punch and stuff like that. As well as you got to be a little more careful with your punches because you'll break your hand. So people aren't really throwing big giant looping haymakers. So they say it's better for concussions and stuff like that. That's why they they actually just got nationally sanctioned the other day, wow. which is huge for the sport. That's very interesting. Yeah, so um but yeah, eventually probably bare knuckle. Like I have some big plans and you know, I I think like I'm going to ride the rough and rowdy and the barstool train here and try and build myself up and and kind of see where it goes. Like I'm in no rush to leave like to to leave barstool. Like barstool's a great platform for me, you know. They were just in town actually. They just uh sent a crew up to Danbury and followed me around for the day. 
a couple weeks ago. So what, what kind of happened at the? There was a you know the tryout for the like. You've had to fight guys there. Yeah. Like? So bare knuckle. The tryout was actually you know they just basically yeah it's the same as like a hockey tryout. They wow. just You're shadow boxing. You're hitting bags and you're sparring and all that stuff. And then they kind of just score everybody, I guess. And then they pick guys. And I got picked out of I don't know I don't know of maybe eighty to hundred guys or something there. I don't I don't really know. It's a lot of people. And uh, I was one of eight guys that they kept kept around at the end to interview and stuff like that. And it seemed like the guys that I was around near the end seemed like the better guys. Uh-huh. So, and they, yeah, they, they said they're interested. They want me to fight and stuff. They pretty much, you know, they're pretty much offering me something right now. They're like, hey, if you want to fight, we can get you on a card. Like they want to get me on a card. But like I said, I'm in no rush to do that yet. Um, I think that's something I want to work towards. And uh, they have that's probably considered professional. Yeah, so once I do that, I can't go back to Barstool. Right, so right. that's like a really tough decision that I'll have to make at some point. And like I said, I'm in no rush to leave Barstool. It's a great platform. And, and at the end of the day, it's there's calculations that need to be made and like what what's in it for me and, and what sort of damage am I going to be taking. So, um, yeah, like where I'm at right now is great. I think, you know, getting some pro boxing under my belt is going to be something that happens. Um, you know, bare knuckles definitely going to happen at some point. Um, and yeah, those are two things for sure. And then, you know, hopefully in the, at the end of the day, my goal is really to just build my platform along the way and, and just see where it goes. I think there's the sky's the limit these days in the fight game. Just to set it up real quick. So you're going to be leaving from here, Danbury to go to Wheeling, West Virginia. What's the schedule like? When are you heading out? There? I'm flying in on Thursday morning and then the weigh-ins on Thursday night. And then we fight on Friday. Wow. So. So, yeah, I drove last time. I didn't feel very good because my legs were hooped. So I'm flying this time. So You drove last time? Yeah, it was like nine and a half hours to Charleston. It was a tough He thinks time. he's going to make it there and back. Pat thinks he's going to make it there and back. Like He's going to drive there, watch the fight, and then drive The back. same night? Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> you, got, you got any tips? Uh, don't, don't do it. Don't. The <laughs> <laughs> first step would be don't do it. You have Adderall? Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I don't know, man. I would just probably get a hotel, I guess. I don't know. What, so that that's like a, how long's the drive? That's a brutal drive. It's like dude. seven and a half hours. Oh, that's a jaunt, dude. Dude, that's seven and a half hours without a stop, without oh, yeah. taking a pee or, or fucking. No, I would probably go like three and a half hours that's and then stop at like a day, sheets. Bro. That's and a then, long day. That's a long Well, like just crash in the car at a sheets or whatever. No, you know, well, no, I'll grab like know. a snack at a sheets and then keep going, watch the fight. Is whatever. sheets the move for the stop? Oh, yeah. oh she- 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 sheets is the she- fucking sheets move. What's was- the other options? There's really no other option. No, when you get, there's you, no like, other. Like Wawa's not messing with sheets. Like, no, there's just sheets too many is high end. Eh? Yeah, I was, I was, I seen that post. Actually, I was curious. I think it was you that posted. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, we got pizzas and oh, yeah, slim gyms. When we went to Carolina for the all finals, types of flavored sodas. Sheets is the only place you stopped. Then. Unbelievable. Only well, well, we, well, yeah, yeah. We stopped at a for random gas one stations. For, yeah, for well, just for like gas station snacks wise. Yeah. We stopped at one other place to try and upload something, but that was really okay. about it. Um, Wheeling, West Virginia. I'm on <laughs> hotel tonight. <laughs> Dude, on? you could probably get a hotel for like, get a motel. I was going like to say, $60. get a motel for like 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah, Bro, you can get a hotel room. Just bring your own. The best Western is 70 bucks. All you need to do, bring your, exactly. Bring your own blanket, bring, bring your, your own, own pillow, pillow and, and do not it. go under the sheets. That's right. Just, that's, that's it. Yeah. All right. Send, send me the link. And 85, I'll... micro hotel, 85 bucks. It's probably clean. Go to I the mean, La Quinta. Put the oh, La Quinta. There's gotta be a oh, La Quinta. Shout out. Shout there's, out. there's a comfort in for 85. I mean, dude, don't do it to yourself. All right. I mean, if it's that that cheap, I'll probably. In the town of Wheeling, West Virginia. 
Yeah. Take me home. <laughs> yeah, no. So if Sheets is listening and wants to sponsor us, we're we're open for that. Sheets, that'd be a legit sponsor. That'd be a sick sponsor. What's, really what's the deal though? Like, that would be a great You get like slices for life or something, or like I mean, it's just a great place, dude. I mean, we there's these little pizzas and uh it, it came in clutch a few times. Like, I'm I hitting sheets after uh, Rough and Rowdy. Because sure. we really, I got to be honest. and, and I, and she, I I'm going to be honest, though. Like, sheets, it sounds like if I eat anything from there, I'm going to have the sheets, though, you know? Like, I'm not talking <laughs> about I'm not talking about any of, the, any of the players, but I think some of the coaches will admit. Some of the coaches and uh, some of us, I guess, in the media um, of the team, and I guess I'm the one of my the backup sometimes emergency equipment manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like we, the Reggie Dunlop. We were zombies. We were absolute zombies, like uh, down in Winston Salem at some points. That's true. This kid Pat, he goes to bed at like four in the morning. He sleeps till like two in the afternoon. I'd be coming back from practice. He'd be just waking up. So like, we did some wandering. We definitely like nearly. Hey, we we seen we, a baseball park. I came with you guys. Remember? That was in. Um, Where was that? That was in Binghamton. That was in Binghamton. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. No, that was in. Or, no, that Elmira. was in Elmira. Elmira. In that was the round In the one. middle of the night in Elmira, we had Pete, the bus driver, take the three of us to go look <laughs> at a baseball stadium. I'm like, oh, let's go look at it. It's over here. Babe Ruth played there one day. Was I playing? Uh, I don't remember. No, that. What happened? Was that? I think you were. I don't weren't going to play. I don't so. think. You, I don't think you were going to play. And then, and then um, we literally almost got. Ar- I don't care who he is. We we almost got arrested in Winston Salem. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, we were, uh, you know, having a late night cup of chocolate milk outside the outside the the hotel. Yeah, and, and they said no drinking uh, chocolate milk. Exactly, like a guy <laughs> no. pulls up out of nowhere in like a security vehicle, like robot. Oh, you're kind of in the south. Like chocolate milk's uh, not the most. Yeah, like, definitely. A, still, there's still they're still definitely looking down on chocolate milk in the yeah. south. It's not. They like, haven't you know, they haven't quite figured it out yeah, down there they, yet. They, yeah. they haven't. It's not accepted recreation. Yeah, they haven't figured out the medical benefits oh, of chocolate forget milk. It. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we almost got in real trouble legally, but but I mean, at the end of the day, it. it, it it was really a great. No run. Kerpinski and Winston Salem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, you know, local. <laughs> there's no local support for the yeah. hat tricks down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we we had a we had a blast. We also I we I'm sure we mentioned it. We ate it like five barbecue. Yeah, places I mean, in oh yeah, days. I mean, it's all good, together right? the both of us did. We went to three spots together, but three, still. yeah, I went to like an extra two without without nice. him somehow. Well, we went to the one with you guys, and then there was another one that I went to. Maybe just me and Pete because. Pat was sleeping. Weird. No, because there was one day where Sleepy it, was, Pat. it was me and me, you and Pete. We went to that was the last one. Hey, can we give Pete a shout out? That guy's a little legend. Oh yeah. Pete, the bus driver, He's a legend, dude. Unbelievable. I don't Shout even out know. To the, like, the one and only hammer down master, Pete. Hammer down. Petey's driven me, like, j- by myself. He'll take yeah, me like, wherever. He's just like, oh, you need a ride? Yeah, yeah, I'll like, drive yeah, you. It's like, takes the whole bus. I'll you want to go to 7 Eleven? Let's go. I'll roll in somewhere, and people just look at me and be like, did you just come here on that bus? I'd be like, yeah, why? <laughs> dude, he was literally like a, a personal chauffeur for like the entire team. If someone yeah. on the oh, team wanted no. to go to like yeah. the sheets or whatever, they'd be yeah. like, oh, oh there yeah, was one day. I won't say when it was, but there was one day when me, the three of us here and Pete and somebody else went to a restaurant on the bus. Remember? B-dubs? Some, yeah, like something like that. And, and yeah, yeah, we yeah. get off the bus and all of a sudden 
the 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 people that were working there were like, "Oh God, we thought there was gonna be forty of you coming oh, yeah, off yeah, that yeah. bus." Yeah. It's like just us there. It was like that four, was in Watertown. Yeah, it was like four guys. It was me. I think it was the okay, three of so us. I was there, there for that. Yeah, I think like, it was us and Bill and yeah, Coach, like, maybe. They, yeah. they were like, they were like, oh, my God. We thought there was going to be like 10, 30 guys getting yeah. off that bus. It was yeah. just like the three of us. You know? yeah. it, it was amazing. Yeah, Pete, I uh, Pete's the to man, Pete. dude. Pete is the know? man. Um, Pete really Keeps is. us safe on the highway. <laughs> Somehow, Ish. some way he does. Dude, he's, I, Ish. he's actually a great makeshift um um, he can totally red green some shit together if we need to like get some places. Totally, to. like he'll he'll figure out how to fix it. What about when he left the bus running for like two oh, yeah. days straight for like a, for like a yeah. week, a whole road, whole road trip? The bus had to stay running because if they turned it off, it wouldn't turn back on. Unbelievable. Yeah, red green. That was that was in Watertown, right? Yes, what it was in Watertown. I, I think it was a couple trips. We honestly. came back from eating something, and the bus just died. That <laughs> was it, dude. We made it all the he way He, like, there. couldn't turn right, or the bus would die or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Only left turns. Oh, my God. That Good was times. amazing. Yeah, but, shout out to Pete. Uh, Pete Boychev. Boy, uh... Boy, check. You know that's my boy, bro. He he really is a funny he's guy. He's the man. He's a beauty. We've and he's a real dude, dude. He's been through ups and downs in he, his he's life. The, he's, he's the secret weapon of that entire playoff run. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. it, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it was because he doesn't really know what goes on in the games. So when you guys come out, he's like, "Hey, how'd you guys do? Great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? like, He just, never knows what yeah, happened. He, like, he can't read the rules. I was either. gonna say that, dude. There's times where where even Billy's just like, dude. Better cut it. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't a good night. <laughs> it didn't it. go so well, man. Like, don't be so peppy. Where man. the fuck did we lose? Did we lose in Binghamton? That what? That game two. Game? Yeah. Oh, or, game one. Game yeah, one was Binghamton. Yeah, and like, Pete's and Billy's like, like, come on. Like, Shut the fuck up. Billy almost fucking. Billy oh, almost yeah. killed him. Yeah. yeah. It was really. It was I got. Really a, I got kicked out. Yes, you got oh, kicked yeah. out. Five in a game. That was crazy. Those guys. I don't know. Anyway. Not allowed to hit, man. I, I, we're not going to keep you here much longer. This is a great interview. Yeah. We think you're going to kick this guy's ass next week. You know, don't let us down. You know, hey, cuz, don't let us down. I got to put a few, you know, I got to put a few fish on this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get some odds. Man. Exactly, dude. Yeah. No, man, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And like I said, I've been training my ass off. So I know that nobody at this promotion is training like I'm training. I don't think there's many people out there training like I'm training in general. Like I'm busting my ass. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we know you'll probably get them in at least two, two and a half rounds. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm taking. taking Under on two and a half. Under on two and a half. I don't know. We'll see if I feel like playing with them or not, but I might just get it over with. And I think he's going to drop them early. Get straight to the celebration. <laughs> I think there's a couple of the boys are coming, too. Oh, really? I think J-Mac's coming. Yeah. I heard Murchison's coming. Oh. Um, Yao, maybe. I don't know. I heard Probably, a few of the guys yeah, are yeah. coming. Yeah, Ojik, too. Probably OG, too. yeah. Hopefully, OG makes it. Probably not too far from J-Mac, right? Yeah, J-Mac's like right there. Pittsburgh, yeah. 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 Kuzi then, might be coming, too. Oh, him and, yeah. him and Luke. We'll see. So, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being there. It's gonna be a fun it's experience, good. dude. So you haven't been obviously to one of these before, rough around? No, I've oh. only watched them from the arena. They're high end events, like the live show. It's just like <laughs> a giant party, man. Like guys, I'm hyped. These guys know what they're doing, you know. Oh, what I mean? yeah. and, and they yeah. and they were. Their following is like such a fun demographic too. It's like you know what I mean, like. And there was there was a big call for that in the '90s, '80s, and '90s mostly. The 2000s it got a little uh, diluted, early 2000s. But like, but there was always a big call for that tough man thing. If guys want to do it, it's, they're gonna. Here's my thinking about it. 
guys are gonna guys are gonna do this. I mean, you guys have YouTube. If you if you look up, you might as well sanction it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. like here's what I'm saying. It, it it's the in my eyes, it's the lesser of an evil, yeah. because if you really know mixed martial arts, you really know fight sports. Go on YouTube. These guys have been having private fights in dojos and basements. Backyard boxing. Exactly. For years. You yeah. might as well clean it up. Make if there's a few if there's somehow a few dollars to be made, make it and at least you have some sanctioning in it. At least you have a doctor there. At least yeah, you have totally. you know it's way uh, safer. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like uh, again, uh, people were trying to people were trying to ban you know, different things over the years. I, I think it's more about doing it as safe as you possibly can because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I mean, in our nature. If you look at, like, literally look at YouTube, there's, like, full-length private MMA matches that, that happen yeah. in, in, like, closed uh, yeah. karate schools at night and shit. Yeah. Like, like Kimbo Slice shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's... Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I think we're good here, Danny. Thanks All for right. coming in. We yeah. always wish you the best. Thanks Can't wait to see you me. skate again, buddy. Appreciate you guys. We'll catch up with you later. Well, do. Take it easy, bud.